from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 650 for October 8th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Dreams Unlimited Travel for all, for all of your Disney vacation needs. Visit us on the web www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone, my name is John Magi and I'll be your host this week. I don't know why that's funny. Uh, and I am joined at the table by Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, Corey Martin, Sean Thompson, and back in the production nook, Craig Williams. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, for this segment, we're going to talk about our trip to Germany, Kevin and mine's Adventures by Disney Vacation that we returned from last week. Um, we had uh, a really good time. I'm going to do a little synopsis before we start. We're going to try to go through this as quickly as possible and not sort of belabor the individual points. We're going to do the, hit the highlights of it. But to start off to say um, we had an excellent time, a great trip. We enjoyed Germany. We had a fantastic group that went with us, uh, laughed a lot, ate some really great food. And uh, we hope to share some of that with you on this segment. Um, before we did the Adventures by Disney, we went in a day ahead of time. Kevin and I usually like to go in a day ahead of time. Helps us get acclimated to where we want to be, but also helps us when the folks who are on the trip with us arrive, we get to be there to sort of greet them and, and work with them. So we checked in a day early, and we stayed at the Hotel Europacia Hof. And I'm going to butcher these names, so just sort of stick with me. This was an upgrade. We were supposed to stay at the Crown Plaza. But this hotel is supposedly the finest hotel in Heidelberg. However, they don't usually like to work with groups. They have enough independent travelers that they don't need group travel. Well, apparently they had an opening because we got upgraded to the hotel. It was a beautiful old old hotel. Um, very elegant inside. Our room was beautiful. Uh, on our first day, the very first day the adventure began, one of our listeners, one of our friends, Mickey and John McGee, Mickey's family... Her ancestors were um, from a town that was about an hour and a half from Heidelberg. We went to a town called Seligenstadt. And Mickey's, one of Mickey's ancestors, I forget how many greats it was, but it was a great-great-grandfather several times back, was responsible for building the church in Seligenstadt. And we went and found it, and there's a plaque to her grandfather times four or five mm. and so we had a great day it was really nice we went to this little storybook village they were apparently having an autumn festival or a beer festival we got there around ten thirty, and we left later in the afternoon and they were still setting up so i'm not quite sure when that festival started but it looked like it was going to be great but just like nothing like ever happened during the right. day cute little town little restaurants little shops um so thank you mickey and john for inviting us it was very nice of them to invite us um and we had a great time with them that day. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. We got back that evening, and um, in our hotel room was our stuff from Adventures by Disney. So even though we were there a day early, Adventures by Disney had put our little welcome packet in the room. Um, the picture's up now. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of fun stuff, gummy bears, and the typical bag that you get for it. So it was kind of nice. It was nice. Nice little group. It was very nice. Um, the next day was the day that most people would arrive for the adventure. So during the day, there's not much going on. We met our guides. 
Um, Stephanie and Frankie. Right. You want to say a few words about our guides? Our guides were terrific on this trip. Uh, Frankie was the Disney personality. He was the typical Disney cast member. Very exciting, happy, very positive energetic. and fun and uh, informational. He was had a lot of information. Um, Frankie is friends with uh, a couple of people from the parks. Frankie is friends with Aladdin and friends with Prince Naveen. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Stephanie was, is a She's actually from Germany, and what was really interesting, I found her fascinating. uh, On an ABD trip, you're given a lot of information, a lot of history about where you're going, but history is always a little impersonal. I mean, it's hard to put yourself in that position. Stephanie was born and raised in East Germany before the wall came down. So it was very interesting to hear about her take on life in Germany from her perspective in the eastern side of Germany. Uh, she explained that some of her friends have no idea where they were or what they were doing when the wall came down because it just didn't seem like a big deal to them. She knew where she was standing. She knew what she was wearing. She knew what music she was listening to. It was a big deal to her. She uh, told a story about coming to West Germany for the first time, and her parents brought extra clothes and food because they weren't sure that they were going to be back, allowed back across the border. So that made that made... History in Germany even more personal. It was great. They were a great team. They were sort of balanced each other out. You know, you had the energetic cast member. You had the one who was more sort of detailed-oriented, and she sort of, you know, kept the, the trip going and was very connected to the, the country that we visited. So I think anybody that got them as guides will be, will be happy that they're there. It was great. We enjoyed them very much. That first day after we met them and we said hi and we you know did our thing, that was our first night. That was our welcome dinner. Typical Disney welcome dinner. You know, you're in the hotel restaurant quote space that they had for us um very nice you know it all went very well people did the thing where you stand up and you you don't have to stand up we go around the room and you say why you're there and what happened and why do you want to see germany that type of thing and the guides introduced themselves um this was our first official meal with adventures by disney and this sort of kicked off the entire week which was the food was incredible not only venturing off on on our own like we like to do and find the little hole in the wall places but even the dinners and the the times we spent with adventures by disney one of the best food trips we've ever had i mean bar none there was not one bad meal kevin had one meal he didn't care for but it was an ordering issue he didn't like i ordered ordered. the wrong thing right but other than that we thought everything was fantastic all right so our next day we're in heidelberg our next day we went to a tour of heidelberg castle i'm gonna talk a little about this it was a castle. It was, it was a castle. There. It's actually a castle ruin. Oh. Um, it was Pretty. fascinating to walk through. They had step on, not guides, but step on characters who told you about the history of the castle. The woman that we had on our trip, uh, she was a, a, a lady in waiting or a handmaiden or something like that. She was not only fascinating, she was funny. One of the things about this trip, um, for anybody who's interested in going, there's a lot of walking. And there's a lot of walking on cobblestones and old roads, so it was kind of difficult in and places. Uphill. A lot of um, things, castles were built on hills as protection, and everything's uphill. We actually even leaving it's uphill. Yep, we actually um, opted out of some of the castle tour because we understood there were a lot of steps and a lot of uneven surfaces. Well, one of us they told us we had to go up a stone circular staircase where I wouldn't be able to stand up straight. Ugh. And I thought, doesn't that sound like fun? I'm not good on regular stairs. Mm. Speaking of which, our second day in Heidelberg, 
I had a small accident, which kind of put a bump in our, our trip. I fell backwards out of a bathroom. Bathtubs in Europe are elevated mostly because the piping is underneath them. And then the bathtubs themselves are very high. Our bathtub was a good three feet. So I was about three and a half or four feet off the ground. And I fell backwards out of the tub and hit the top of my tailbone and the top of my head. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you I had a bump on my head for about 10 hours the size of a fist. Uh, luckily, there was a doctor on our trip who he and his wife sat with us for most of the evening. And I was told that one of the good things was that I never blacked out. I was able to converse shortly after it happened. It really slowed me down. It was painful and um, my back hurt for a so, while. So the doctor was a guest that was on the trip with you guys? Had, oh, okay. Yeah. We had a doctor, a nurse, and a radiologist. Oh, wow. So if he had had a... Uh, it sounds like a start to a joke. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you guys were no, well I mean, taken care of. You know something? It does. However, I cannot say thank you enough <laughs> yeah. to these people. Absolutely, it was yeah. um, having people there that I could understand because we were afraid, you know, we're going to have to go to a German hospital and I'm going to have to take one of the guides out because she's the one who can translate what they're saying. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with your health, you don't want to have to go through a translator. You want to know exactly what's being said. Luckily, there were some medical professionals on and I cannot thank them enough. I've done everything I can to thank them, but thank you again. It was a little scary. Um, again, we thank the people on the trip. We thank the guides. The guides were great. Um, when it first happened, actually, Stephanie was the first one. She was in a room which was a room next to ours, and she actually heard it. Oh. And she came over and she There said, were people two floors down who said... You fell that, hard. Yeah. Was that the noise? You fell very I mean, hard. This was an old, creaky hotel, mm. and a lot of people heard it. I hit really hard. And Frankie came in. He was working out, apparently, and then during the course of all of it, he came back, and he was back in his sort of Adventures by Disney outfit. He decided a costume change was necessary. <laughs> I decided now I need a costume change because Kevin fell out of the tub. <laughs> So we've, jo we've <laughs> joked about this all the, the whole time. I'm laying there with this huge lump on my head and a bag of ice, and he went and changed. It was funny. So they were great. Couldn't say enough good things. And we uh, we thought we were going to miss most of the trip. We thought we were going to be in a hospital. So all worked, coming home. All worked out well. So the next day, we actually leave Heidelberg. And this is a theme for this trip. There's a lot of changing of hotels. It was a little bit... Too a lot much of for the ADD taste. trips, you go to a hotel for a couple days, you have time to sort of get acclimated. This is four hotels in eight days, so it's two nights apiece. It is a lot of quick moving. So you never unpack on ABD? No. no. Well, yeah. In Rome, I've unpacked my right. stuff. In, Backstage uh, magic, we unpack. Right. You're there for two days or three days and then two days. So there's time. This was two and two and two. And you, you know... It wasn't full twos because you had to have your luggage out early the next morning oh, and yeah. be on your way. So you, this is a trip where you live out of your suitcase. It's one of the trips. It's the first trip I've thought, you know, that idea of people putting their clothes in Ziploc bags right. and yeah. having clothes for different days. I thought that would be a good idea for this trip it, to be that organized. So, And we actually did that. But one time we said, okay, we've got to sort of repack for the next couple of days. So so what we did was we had a carry-on, and we emptied a carry-on out, and that was our clothes for the next day. And then we that night we would rearrange everything and pack for the next two days. It, it took some planning. Yeah. Our next day, uh, again, we left the hotel, and we traveled to Alsfeld, a uh, little fairy tale village. Now, apparently this is something that not a lot of tourists do. Stephanie was telling us that before she did Adventures by Disney, she'd never heard of this town. It's very, very something that Germans will do. We'll go for a visit. 
Um, again, it's a fairy tale village. It handles a lot of the fairy tales. There's a fairy tale hall. Um, very cute. Can we go back to that picture, Craig? Yep. That picture where the arches are, upstairs is City Hall for Alsfeld. And they explained to us that no one had ever had a meal there before, but Adventures by Disney, uh, they served lunch in City Hall. Wow, that's cool. It is. This is where the uh, spiral staircase was that I wouldn't be able to stand up. So after having fallen the day before, I was very sore and moving very, very slowly. And walking up a spiral stone staircase bent over sounded (laughs) like an Olympic event at that point. So this is it. Can we go back one more time? They said to us, if you don't want to eat there, right to the right of that building that you're looking at, there's a potato restaurant. You guys could go there. And I thought, a potato restaurant? A whole restaurant just for potatoes? (laughs) Is there anything that can be done to a potato that somebody doesn't like? This is a fairy tale village. (laughs) So come to find out there were no reservations at the uh, the potato restaurant. So John and I had ice cream for lunch. Oh. Don't feel sorry for us. That's a sad story. story. This, is our, this is our ice cream lunch. It was excellent. Uh, it was a pancake with um, sliced bananas, a vanilla gelato, and a banana sauce, like a banana syrup. And just a hint of powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. It was excellent. I tell you, after everybody came down for lunch and I showed them the pictures, everybody was like, we should go into lunch with you. Sure. <laughs> this is uh, one of the things they do here. They put on a little play for us. And um, the Grimm brothers come out and talk to our group, a couple of actors. Apparently, the Grimm brothers' mother had them very, very far apart. And one of them was Andy Warhol. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> it was Andy he was Warhol roughly and Tiny Tim. 60, and his brother, Jacob, was maybe nineteen. Was adopted. <laughs> so this this is a real village. It's an actual they've, village. They've capitalized on. It's just so picturesque that they stop there and they have lunch. It's like now the bad part. We was there. On, we was there. The bad part is I don't know how to speak. We were there on a Sunday, so everything was closed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a working town. There's shops. There's places for people to shop. People live there. Okay. Uh, again, this restaurant was full because people were going and having lunch there but it's also a tourist destination for Germans and this is one of those things I thought was very cool and that it wasn't just about going and seeing the quote unquote typical things of Germany Adventures by Disney went out of their way to take us to this cool little village I mean some of the stuff was a little bit corny the play was a little corny and stuff but it was still everybody enjoyed themselves we had a great time that after we had left uh, the village we went off to our to where we were going to stay for the night, which was Waldeck Castle. You want to explain? This was the furthest north we went in Germany, and from Alsfeld, it was a two-hour bus ride. So it was up there. And they explained to us when we first started that two of our hotels, the hotel on each end, were going to be modern luxury hotels. The two hotels in the middle they described as rustic. Now, I assumed we were going to be sleeping on hay bales or something, you know. Uh, And it was rustic with no air conditioning. And we both went, oh, no. So we kind of approached Waldeck Castle with trepidation. It was kind of, what are we going to find? We found a modern, beautiful hotel room. And the no air conditioning wasn't an issue. It was down to 45 at night. So you could leave your windows open. It was absolutely my favorite hotel. It's the one that's the most modern. It's the sleekest inside, but you're staying in a castle. And they explain the difference between a castle and a palace. A castle is really a fortification. A palace is where the ruler usually has fancied things up. So it was great. 
John and I actually shot bow and arrows. Right. Well, before we do that, we had there's a shot of the view. It's breathtaking. It's absolutely gorgeous. This was from the restaurant. Um, one of the things they tell you is the castle is on one side of it, is on one hill. Then there's a little valley, and then there's a town on the other hill. And it's a bit of a walk, or there's a, a bus to take you back and forth. And they said, you know, you have a choice for your on-your-own dinner. One of the times, one of the nights we're there, you could stay here or you could go to town. And we thought, well, we'll go to town because it's probably going to be boring. We opted to stay because it was so lovely we had breakfast there that morning and the restaurant was this glass bird's nest you can see that all of the walls are glass and you look out over lake edersee and it was just positively breathtaking and at night the fog kind of started to come down so we had dinner there that night and the fog started to lower so the top of the other mountains disappeared was it was like you were in a, a Treehouse. I can't explain it. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous the resort. Was, the food was delicious. Yeah, we had a great time there. Uh, the group was about half and half. Half stayed, half went. Right. Because of it's sort of remote and there's not a lot to do, there's a lot of activities that Adventures by Disney uh, sets up for this part of the trip. Um, there's a biking option where people can bike through the woods uphill off of pavement. <laughs> That's actually what, how they described it. Did people do that? Several people did it, and only a few people fell. There were 28 of us, and I think six went bike riding. Your other option was a cruise on the Lake Edersee with drinks and dessert. Take this ferry boat around. It was was nice. It was very nice. Um, We went to a beer tasting at the castle. Mm -hmm. They had a beer tasting for us. After we got off the boat, though, we went to a barbecue lunch, which was very nice. Um, Sorry. What's the matter? I saw the photo of the woman, and you said barbecue lunch. Yeah, like we a, bar- she has like an animal or something. Right, we went to barbecue lunch, and it was a very nice barbecue lunch. It was great. We had a great time. The food was great. Now, I have to back up before we show this picture. Apparently, they're very proud of the fact, and I don't know why, but we've heard the story a couple times, that Hitler introduced the raccoon to Germany. I don't know why this is a big deal. I don't know why they decided to tell this story. More than once. More than once. By more than one person. So we're at... Did he have a personal collection? Or why well, would he, do he explained that? that he had gone to a different country and really liked raccoons and brought several of them back to Germany. And since they didn't have any natural predators, they kind of went crazy. So the lady who owns the restaurant, very nice, didn't speak a word of English, but was very proud of her restaurant, decided to show us her raccoon. <laughs> it's as big as she is. Why is she gazing off into the... She's proud. She's very very proud. proud. She was very, very proud of her restaurant. And in her her English, I have to say, was better than my German. She explained that this was all built to look like a California beach house with raccoons. There were raccoons. There were a lot of raccoons. That's weird. She showed us her raccoon. She was very proud of it. It was just, you know, it's one of those things that of the whole trip, some things always stick in your head. (laughs) And I don't know why the story of Hitler bringing the raccoons had to come up more than once. It was just very odd. So then we had a choice after that. We uh, wouldn't have a choice. We went and we uh, could do archery as a group. And believe it or not, we did archery. Look at Merida. Oh, my. I look like Merida, don't That's I? That's so manly. Look at that. <laughs> Merida Magi. I actually I have to tell you, it got very competitive. It got very competitive. <laughs> they did it boys against the girls. There's Kevin doing archery. Oh, yeah, I'm wearing orange. We did a great, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. I you from the bushes. Well, they had two young gentlemen there sort of facilitating it. And when they had to go collect the arrows, 
They walked backwards with watching us. They did not want us lifting the bow and arrows up while they were out collecting the arrow. I don't think they trusted us. It was... Did, well, did you hit the target? I, actually, I hit the, the round thing every time. The round I never thing. got a bullseye, but I hit the target. I did too. There were people who shot things off miles away in the, in the forest. So There were wow. a couple of people. They put balloons up, and if you could pop the balloon, you got a point for our team. There were several of the guys who actually broke the balloons. And it was like, because it was in motion, right? It was moving, so you had right. to hit a well, moving it was, target. It was thumbtacked it was to thumb the thing, on it and it blew back in. Oh, forward. I thought you meant like a helium balloon yes, that was going up to the ceiling. balloons. <laughs> You're not allowed to shoot the arrows up into the area there. <laughs> yes, no. That's another thing that came up every single day. What? It's the most popular song in Germany. Seriously? 99 Luftballoon. Yep. By Nena. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely yeah. right. They need to move. But they on. also really love David Hasselhoff over there. <laughs> we listened to David Hasselhoff on the bus. We had that conversation uh-huh. as well. We did all the Germans. In the Scorpions, yeah. We had sort of the whole German sociology experiment going on. That day, we also did a beer tasting. Um, beer is not our thing, but we had a great time. Um, they had great little sandwiches. They did. They had salami sandwiches. What was your favorite part of the beer tasting? Sandwiches. sandwiches. (laughs) The salami sandwich and the Diet Coke and the pretzel. Some people loved wheat beer. We had lager. We had Pilsner. Nice. That was it. Three of them. Okay. And then when you decided which beer you liked, you got one of those big things. Oh, And we didn't. I don't know what to do. I liked it. What's that? You know, when you do the cheer sign language. Yeah, I don't know. People were doing it. I wasn't paying attention. It looked painful when you were doing it. I was looking at the sandwiches on the other table, wondering how I was going to get to them. I'm glad you guys tried it, though. (laughs) We did. I tried all of them. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a beer drinker at all. Yeah, sure. So that was, you know, that was a a surprisingly fun day. It was one of those days where I thought, oh, I'm going to hate this. We're going to do archery and beer tasting. (laughs) And it was actually a lot of fun. So again, this was another night where we had dinner on our own, and then the next day we left to travel somewhere else, so we had to pack our stuff up and have it ready out the door, and we went over to Rotenburg. Hmm. Now, up until this point, we're kind of... Heidelberg was nice. There was shopping. There's a shopping district in Heidelberg, and this... uh, However, the shopping district in Heidelberg was going, like, to your local mall. It was... If you were looking for underwear in Heidelberg, this was the shopping area. It wasn't like a tourist area. There wasn't that kind of shopping. It was like their version of TJ Maxx. Right. There was like their version of JCPenney. So it was it was beautiful, and there were little restaurants on this, but it wasn't what you would call a vacation shopping excursion. And then at the castle, there really wasn't anything to really do. So when you get to Rotenburg, Rotenburg is the shopping area it's the christmas village have you ever been mm-hmm. yeah you must have been all yeah, of epcot's germany pavilion is based on rotenburg even the statue of saint george that's all right even the statue of saint george that's in the center of the epcot germany pavilion that statue is located in rotenburg so you get to rotenburg and we check into our hotel the hotel eisenhut right beautiful hotel everything is nice however it was then the dash for shopping Everyone sort of dropped their stuff and went off. Um, talk a little bit about what they offered in Rotenburg, which we thought was fantastic. Right next to our hotel is supposedly the largest Christmas shop in the wor- world. Oh. It's a woman named Kathy Wolfhart, mm-hmm. and she has started this shopping thing. And they do something that I think is absolutely brilliant. Besides the big store, there are four or five satellite stores in this little shopping village. This shopping village is sort of a big tea and the shops are up and down the street in the side street however it we shopped for two days if you purchase something in the store 
next to the hotel and you were shipping it home, they opened up what they called a shipping bill. And one of the things you could do is it was then open for 20 or 48 hours, excuse me. So if you went to a different store and purchased something else, you show them your shipping bill and they all put it all in one box. And then there's no additional charge for shipping. Oh, that's shipping. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at first I didn't think we were going to use it, but we did. We mm-hmm. found two of them. Several people, one of the guests on our trip was told she couldn't have any more yellow bills. She had reached her <laughs> She had another oh. box. That's what she they had told her. a new box. But it was, it, they made it very easy. The other nice thing is, um, we're going to talk about this later, but we visit the Steiff Teddy Bear Factory, and they explained to us in, in advance, if you purchased anything at the factory, they do not ship to the United States. There were several stores in this little village that not only offered uh, Steiff products, they offered them at a lower price than any place else. I looked at one teddy bear in Rotenburg, and it was 70 euros less than any place else we went. Uh, Katie Wolfhard, her stores are all over Germany. So there's actually one on the Air Force Base where I live. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Is it Katie or Kathy? We always just Katie. I don't know. Okay, I'm not sure yeah. either. But it, I thought this open box thing was great. Yeah, that's really smart. I've never heard of that before. I never but, that was that. Good. I th- yeah. but I think it's a brilliant thing for people who are, I think they should do that here in the United States, like at one of the malls. Or even Disney you know, should do it. Right. <laughs> Disney, Disney should do, do it. it? Yeah. Right. Disney should take it over. One of the things that we actually I skipped was we stopped at Lowenbrow Castle on the way to Rotenburg. And I didn't mean to sort of skip over, but it's, you know, it's another castle. And well, it's another the other thing, thing about Lowenbrow Castle is <laughs> it, the gentleman who built it, it's only 200 years old. So it's from the 1700s. However, he insisted that it be built in the style of the early 1400s. And every, there's dates in there that uh, come from the 1400s. Ooh, but it's only, it's a 200-year-old castle. It was very nice. It was very nice to visit. But again, I think what happened was I, didn't, I don't connect with that history. That history doesn't resonate with me. So it was like, it was nice. And some people loved it. And it was a oh, great we day. Went, um, we went to the top of a mountain to see the Hercules statue. Have you ever heard about that? Hmm. There's a giant statue. They compared it to the size of the Statue of Liberty at the top of the mountain near the Lowenbrow Castle. And it's a statue of Hercules. Well, John, can I ask you a question? Sure. What what were you wanting to get out of this trip? What what was leading you to go to Germany? I we are we're in a mindset that we want to see as much as we can. Of the world. Um, of the world. Okay. We don't right. know, you know, what's going to, the future is going to bring for us. You know, we've had some tragedy in our past. Yeah. And so we don't know if something's going to happen that would prevent us from traveling in the future. So I want to see as much as I can. Okay. I've always wanted to see Germany. I thought it would be great. And I loved it. I loved our trip. Um, real quick, I'll just give you a real quick, we're going to probably talk about this in the end, but I liked going there, but I, didn't, I don't have this um, obsession to go back mm-hmm. like I do with Italy. I gotta go back to Italy. Italy took my heart. This was something I'm very happy that I got a chance to see. However, all we also that... went through um, Buckingham Palace and weren't right. Once you were inside, we weren't all that interested in the history of. I that don't think either. I connect yeah. with castles and kings and all that sort of thing. I think I connect the more with the medievalness of it all. Right. Yeah. So um, we after we got to the hotel and everybody shopped, then that night they arranged for a night watchman tour of the city the city is a walled medieval city and uh, it was at night and it was dark and it was cobblestone so we didn't go they actually described it as it's going to be dark there's very low lighting it will probably be foggy the cobblestones will be slippery and they're uneven it does sound fun though well you know 
Kevin could barely manage a shower. Right. So we decided that that was not probably the best thing yeah. for us to do. But people who did it had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, said this guy was fantastic. The Night Watchman was really great. A lot of fun. And he um, told the story of how he, oh, the Night Watchman, would walk the wall. You could just be, the wall is in, still in existence. And you could walk the wall in Rotenburg. And your job was to alert the town if there was something wrong. So. Oh. They all came back raving about they it. They did. They loved it. Uh, the next day was our day in Rotenburg, and they had some more activities set up for us, but it was really more of a free day for us to go shopping. We went pretzel making. We did pretzel making in the morning. Oh. A lot of fun. Tremendous amount of fun. Did you make a this I did. This was a working bakery. Uh, <coughs> just the other side of this wall was the actual cafe itself. Well, they showed you once how to do it. So Which one was Did you eat some of the raw dough? No, we no. did not. Oh. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> no. This was all Never very <laughs> This was all very sanitized. We were in a working bakery kitchen. So, while there was some fun, it was more of this is how we do it. It was very militant. It was very German. Pretzel Which of those no, it actually wasn't. Was it was actually the people there were so nice. And it was it was oh, a that lot of one fun. in the middle. Yeah. Interesting. I really <laughs> support the one that's on the right in the middle. <laughs> yes, that's the best it's one. It's the hefty one, yeah. <laughs> So you know it was you know fun to make fun of people's pretzels. It was, oh, I'm sure y'all did. It was fun to you know joke around with people and see people's techniques. It was just a great day. Watch their techniques. Later that day, they took people to a photo session at another shop. If you wanted to, you could go and you can wear medieval costumes and oh my gosh, that would outfits. be fun too. German Olin Mills. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's the when you it's go like to Bush a, Gardens. Uh, what? Like, like the Bush Gardens, like the saloon yes. photography. Like yeah. where you dress up as the Old West. Uh-huh. This you dressed up as a knight and a fair maiden. However, the pictures we saw, the costumes were incredible. Oh my god! Wow. Were like real chainmail for the men, oh. and women had the dresses and the headsets. And the, I oh, think most of our group opted out of this. Um, and continued to explore Rotenberg. Sure. I had the best hot chocolate I've ever had in mm. my entire life oh in Rotenberg. Did you ever get to try Gluvine? I don't know if it's too early for that. It's kind of a Christmas so there, sweet wine. I've tried spiced. that in Epcot. Oh, okay. They explained that that wouldn't really right. be available in most places. Okay. It's too early, yeah. Uh, beer. Beer was available. But we had, we stopped in a little place in Rotenberg, and I think they actually took a chocolate bar and melted it. And they oh had a little it's cream. Thick. It's, it's thick. thick. It, was, yeah. it was amazing. It was killer. So then that night was um, our last dinner in Rotenburg. We had dinner together as a group. Again, good food. That was the meal that Kevin didn't really enjoy too much, but that was his I had choice. A fish dish with lime sauce, and it came with a red wine risotto. And they didn't go together. One was very light, and the other was very heavy. It just wasn't. It sounds weird. It was weird. Yeah. It, that's what it was. And that night, the night was um, the guides decided to do what they call a white elephant. And it's a little game you play. And what they said was before, early on in the trip, they were going to do this. And they said, we advise that you get a little gift for about five euros. And it's going to be a gift exchange. It's going to be a Yankee swap. Is what you could some do people it per person. It. Or you could work as a family or a couple or however you want to do it. I think pretty much everybody chose to get an individual gift. And it became... It was a lot of fun. Some of the, some of the gifts were very nice. Some of the gifts were a joke. Um, there was a lot of you could steal from somebody else. We had a great time that night. Kevin wound up stealing a gift, and he brought it here. And it's uh, we want everybody to see if they want to enjoy it with us. 
I'm going to hand them to you, Teresa. Now, gummy candies are a huge thing. Gummy bears. Oh, you're speaking my language now. Am I? That's the sweets I like. Well, I don't think. Thought? I don't think they're going to be your language after you see them. <laughs> so, if you want to open up and have one, Teresa, you're more than welcome to have one. Kind of small. <laughs> I'm going to pass. <laughs> Go on, open up. Have some. I this was one of the joke gifts. Uh, it was a gum- not my language. It was a gummy gift that someone picked out. <laughs> And it had a lot of big laughs. Is that the gift you picked out, John? No, I did not buy it. Someone else in our group bought it, as a matter of fact. Um, and what had a lot flavors less. are they? And I don't know. These are inappropriate gummies. We cannot show you. Let's just say they'd probably be uh, at a bachelorette, a bachelorette party. party. Yeah. So we but thought this was fun. We brought them for you guys. We thought you guys would eat them. You want us to open them up and eat them? Sure, sure if you want one. <laughs> I mean, they're real gummies. They're not fake. I'm secure enough in no. my masculinity. <laughs> German gummy bears are the best. They are the best. Are they? There are actual gummy bear stores, Haribo stores. I know. And we used to get those all the time. They have uh, the, the green frogs with the white um, bottoms on them. They're so good. It's like a creamy kind of marshmallow. It was, they had everything you could imagine. Yeah. Have you ever had the blue sharks? Yeah, the, they're those just like the sharks. Favorite. Yeah. They, well, these were, um, uh, we found out that there actually was a man named Harry and hit the... F- the bow is his last, um, the first letters of his last name. These were everywhere. You could buy gummies everywhere. What flavors are they, guys? I don't know. Fruit, the fruity back. flavors. Yeah. yeah. I've never Imagine had a gummy. <laughs> I've never had a gummy before. You have never had a gummy before? No. Now, you wow. have to understand, these were a huge hit at the White Elephant. These got traded several times. And I had a good number, so I went over and I stole them. And the, the, it was funny that Kevin wound up with them. <laughs> Mm, they were actually really good. The oh. other thing is, they packed really easy. Here. So, okay. Oh, you didn't care for them? Oh, the gummies are... You've never had a gummy bear? No, I don't like How have you gone through your life without having That's a gummy weird. bear? It's Do you want to take them home to your girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> you want an inappropriate gummy? Craig? Oh, sorry. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> there you go. That explains why our show is produced nothing. so well. <laughs> Craig's playing oh, Candyland or whatever it is over there, Candy Crush. Like texture of a gummy. All right, so the next day, we had to again get our bags outside in the morning because we traveled to Munich for the day. But along the way, we stopped at the Steiff Bear Factory and Museum. Um, this, uh, much like some of the other stuff we did, was a total, total surprise to me how much I enjoyed it. Have you ever been to Steiff? I Museum? haven't actually, no. Uh, it's not just the place where they're making the bears. They've set up this whole sort of vignette Almost like it's a small world where there's little dolls. Is there a ride? There's a, uh, well, it's, it's a, a walkthrough. Walk oh, okay. But it tells the story of Marguerite Steiff and how she started the company and how she started it by making pin cushions. She made a pin cushion for herself. And then children, are, uh, she was in a wheelchair her entire life oh. and she could sew really well and she made herself a little elephant pin cushion. And the kids around her loved it. So she started making them for the neighbor kids. And then they started selling them, and that's where the Steiff Bear Factory came in. Is this where you bought my Christmas present? No. Aren't they like $900? They're expensive, teddy bears. We've actually found some that were very reasonably priced. We talked about in Rotenburg where we found them, and uh, okay. we did well. I mean, come to the house and see them. They're kind of cute. Um, Kevin has one with Margarita Steiff on it. Margarita Steiff, they did like an Andy Warhol print of hers. And it's all over this bear. It looks like Andy Warhol portraits all over it. And I just thought that was really cool. It actually looks like Some it's covered them. with Danny DeVito. That's what John kept saying. You bought a bear with Danny DeVito on it? Danny DeVito Wait, did, did she look like Danny DeVito? Or? Okay. Come on. She wasn't blessed with beauty. 
So it's very, you know, again, small world. It's animatronic. There's a lighting effects. There's a very cool thing where you ride up in a giant elevator from one floor to the next. It's very Haunted Mansion, though. You step into a room, and there's a whole story about following this teddy bear on his, searching for his friends. And all of a sudden, you realize that the whole room was the elevator. So they did a really good job. It was also, I don't know, I figured a teddy bear factory was going to look like the cur- old Cabbage curiosity patch. shop. Yeah. This was an unbelievably modern building. Right. Unbelievable. They had a big slide shaped like a snake that you could slide down. They had giant steif animals that you could sit on. Um, people's had their picture taken on animals. It was really fun. Again, it was one of those things where I thought, oh, a stupid steif factory. There's a picture of me and a polar bear floating around Facebook. It, was, it wasn't. Oh what I thought it was going to be. Um, that's also the place where, uh, as a group, we could make a Steiff animal head. Um, you could pick up between a bear and a pig and a sheep, a, a lamb. A rabbit, a cat, a and a frog. frog. Um, now, they said, you know, making the heads, they said these are great for travel pillows if you wanted to use them on a plane or something. The reason you can't make an entire animal... It's because once you stuff it, there was one seamstress there just sewing them closed, and then there was another station where they personalized your little creation. You could get eyelashes or a smile or whiskers. So there's a picture of the woman who was sewing them. Was she happy? She looks kind of sad. They were. (laughs) She can tell from the distance. (laughs) She was very nice, but I mean, I think it was a matter. It was like assembly line. You know, we're all standing in line waiting to have our bear sewn up. There were 28 people there, so it was. The one who, who did the faces was very nice. Mm-hmm. She asked you what you wanted. She asked you what you I wanted. I made a pig face, and it's got little eyelashes on it. And then she said, oh. do you want it to be a pink pig, or should it be a dirty pig? So she took a, a airbrush and gave it sort of um, like a gray overcast, like you would see a pig in a cartoon. And it has a little button in the ear, and it says Steiff on it. So it was cool. It was a lot of fun to do. Something nice I didn't know was that Steiff makes children's clothes, and I can guarantee you, if you had children and you were anywhere near this factory, your kids would be outfitted in Steiff clothes. They were beautiful, and they weren't that expensive. I didn't know that. As with any proper attraction, it ended in a gift shop. Um, we we watched them making one of the huge Steiffs, and they explained that it was a, it was going to a family in Japan. I'm gonna it was a giraffe, and I'm gonna guess it was nine, maybe ten feet tall, and it. Uh, retailed for 2,000 euros. Mm. Uh, most of the teddy bears in the, I would say the 12 to 15 inch side, they ranged about 200 euros, give or take. Because they do the Jiminy Crickets at the uh, the Germany Pavilion. So mm-hmm. for a while they had the huge Jiminy that I think was at least $1,000. Yeah. yeah. Once you get up into that size. Mm-hmm. And you- but when we they, they showed us this gentleman making them, and if you could see the work that went into fabricating this, it was amazing. <laughs> now, one of the things we learned on our trip was the controversy about the German pickle ornament. Stephanie was uh, one of the cast members who worked at the Germany Pavilion for a couple of years, and she said she sold many a pickle ornament to hang on your your tree. She said, nowhere in Germany does this happen. This is an Americanized version. It's an American thing that they have attached to Germany. She said it's not true. People in Germany do not hide cucumbers on their trees. We... uh left the, the Steiff factory and we uh, traveled to Munich um, on the way over we actually before we went over we knew that we were traveling for Oktoberfest 
So the day we were going to be there was actually a day where the the tents and stuff were going to be set up um, on the meadow. So we were sort of given, our group was given an option of doing what they usually do, which is a tour that night of Munich with a local guide, or he could cut the, the, the tour short and he could try to get people into a tent in Oktoberfest. And we were told this is not guaranteed and it's very hard to do. They're very popular. They fill up you know months in advance. So the group, um, the group opted for the shortened tour with our local guide and to go over to Oktoberfest. Kevin and I didn't do the tour. Um, it was pretty much described to us as he was going to run through Munich and show people things. So we decided that wasn't what we wanted to do. At one point, they kind of ran past us. And I'm talking these people were... These were, this wasn't a leisurely stroll. He was covering ground. We had also been told that... Um, have you been to Oktoberfest? Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I expected a couple of wedding reception tents set up in a field. They kept telling us, well, it's on the meadow, and, you know, the tents fill up fast. So we thought there were tents spiked into the ground on marshy grass. This is like the world's largest state fair. There's a midway there's amusement rides, rides. There's games. And the oh. tents. Yeah, it's amazing. It was absolutely amazing. 10,000 people each. This is huge. Now, one of the things they told us was that this is only for a couple of weeks. You cannot go to Oktoberfest in any other part of Germany. If they're doing Oktoberfest in another part of Germany, it's fake. It's just something they've made up. The only Oktoberfest happens in Munich, and it happens in September. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it has absolutely nothing. I always thought it had to do with the harvest. It has nothing to do with that at all. It's the celebration of a marriage between a king and a princess, and this has been going on for about 200 years. Now, they did explain to us that you would probably see behavior that was not becoming. Germany has a word for something called a beer corpse. And those are the people who are so drunk they are laying face down on the sidewalk. I don't call you Mardi Gras. <laughs> um, we Beer drove corpse. by in a in a we we went through in a taxi, and uh, I cannot tell you the amount of public urination and vomiting that we saw. Uh, and they said it was just as bad inside. One of the gentlemen who went on the tour said to me, "I stood next to three very 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 inebriated Germans singing Bon Jovi songs." Now, they said if you had a table and you were there with your friends and family, people, people wait for this. They, our cab driver explained, our cab driver's name was Hussein, and he was from Afghanistan, and he spoke German. So we played taxi cab charades a lot, because I don't speak Farsi or German. So um, he was explaining to us that it's very common for Australian people to show up at the airport in the morning, go to Oktoberfest, and then get back in a cab and go back to the airport that evening and go home. They fly in for the day. This is huge. All around Munich, you could not believe. It was like there was a magnet, and there were people were being, it seemed no matter where we went, that there were people walking towards Oktoberfest. And a great many dressed in traditional clothes, lederhosen and a dirndl. A lot, surprisingly, even at the hotel, um, people on the streets. So, I mean, if this is something you were into, and there are people who are in a group who were into it, had a great time, just wasn't something for us. But we were glad we were there for it and had a chance to see it. Yeah. We spent the night in the Kapinski Four Seasons. Beautiful hotel. A little odd. This is a luxury hotel in, on 
the Rodeo Drive of Munich. All of the fashion designers have stores there. This is the expensive part of Munich. <laughs> and we were told that when um, royalty or uh, elected officials from other countries come, this is where they stay in Munich. It's an old, old hotel that they have modernized to like Jetson's age. When you walk into the hotel, there are no light switches. Everything is done with a touchpad. And the walls are white, and the touchpads are white, and the little symbols on the touchpad are like Navajo white. <laughs> so it's very subtle. So when you wake up in the middle of the night to try and turn on a, a light, you not only have to find the touchpad on the white wall, you have to find that little spot on the touchpad that's going to light up one light as opposed to turning everything in the room on and waking up everybody. It was very, very modern. And when you got in the shower, as a matter of fact, John got into the shower the next morning and he says to me, do you know anything about Celsius? I said, why? What do you want to know? He said, can you tell me what would be the right shower temperature in Celsius? So there were push buttons, and you decided on what temperature 40, you wanted the shower. 38. 38 seemed to be the right one. The other thing the shower had was, do you remember when you were a kid and there was a silver Christmas tree with a color wheel? Uh, last you year. Could yeah. make the <laughs> <laughs> you could make the lights in the shower change colors, like on a color wheel. So you yellow shower. and blue oh, and orange oh. and green. That would be fun. I felt like a doofus. Hitler also introduced that to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> that and the raccoons and the color wheel. It was... It was Modern for the sake of being gadgety. It wasn't really anything that. What was, was the name useful. of the hotel? Kapinski Four Kapinski? Seasons. It was the Four Seasons, right? So no, it's not Kapinski. part of the Four Seasons. Not part chain. of the Four isn't Seasons. That the it's really isn't not? that the shopkeeper's no. name and shop around the corner? Aren't they in Munich? And we asked that. Is it part of the Four Seasons chain? And it's not. That's just, just there. Because I love that it's officially translated into Four Seasons in German. Mm-hmm. Is that what Kapinski means? No, no, no. I think the actual hotel name was like the Fear Yardzeit or something. So oh, it, it's it says Four Seasons, but in mm-hmm. German. It was a lovely hotel. The bed was comfortable. The room was comfortable. It was a luxury hotel. I have to talk a minute about handicapped accessibility in Germany. Very little of what we did was handicapped accessible. They were very pleased that after I fell out of the bathtub that we had a walk-in shower and we had a handicapped hotel room in Rotenburg in the Eisenhut. And there was an elevator. The elevator held two people. And when you got to the floor you were staying on, there were six steps up to our room. So that was the handicapped accessible portion. Uh, and there you, was even a step into the bathroom and a step into the shower, so it was not really... And when you got to the Kempinski, they also were very proud of their handicapped accessibility. However, when you walked in from outside, there were two large steps into the lobby, and then at the end of the lobby, there were six steps up to the elevator bank. So this is... You would have to be able to transfer, and if you are looking for wheelchair accessibility a vast portion of over this tour is over cobblestones and rough cobblestones so the next day um we head out this is our last full day in germany and we go to Neuschwanstein castle very exciting it was a big day for everybody this is something a lot of people were looking forward to this is the castle that inspired walt disney for the castle in his parks um, you, we, it was a very long bus ride. Um, it was about two hours. It was in the morning. As you sort of pull up to the area, you see the castle on the mountain and the fog is swirling around it. And it was very, very romantic and very fairy tale like, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, there's a little village at the bottom and that's, there's shopping and there's places to eat and restaurants. And if you wanted to see the castle, you would take a bus 
up to the castle and then you'd be part of the tour. We had been told that there's a steep incline to the castle, that once you get to the castle, there is a spiral, another spiral staircase that you had to climb. So we opted to stay in the village. I Again, as far as handicapped accessibility, the bus only takes you so far. Yeah. And then... It's quite a hike. I'll be honest. I remember that from when I went. It, it's a, I just remember that incline. It was the cobblestone hill that you had to walk up. So you're right. The bus will only get you so far. Right. And then you have to walk up to the castle. And it's my understanding that Castle Neuschwanstein is not easy to work with. That we asked about elevators, and the guides were told that handicap day is Wednesday. If you want to use the elevator, come on Wednesday. Handicapped day? However, this is one of the premier tourist destinations in Europe, or in Germany, excuse me. And we were kind of told that if we didn't like it, don't go. Right. There was no lack of people going and enjoying it. And the people who Does someone live there? Or is it just a. No, it's strictly. You've heard the story about Mad King Ludwig. This was his castle. Uh. Um, and then, you know, he didn't finish it, and there's a whole story involved in that, but it became a tourist attraction actually very early on, and people have been visiting ever since, and one of the things that's interesting about it, apparently, is that it's not finished, so there are rooms that are not finished, but... Rooms that are empty, yeah. So people really enjoyed it, went up, enjoyed it a lot. This a reminded time. me of being at a ski resort, that there were people who were very excited about getting to the top of the hill, but then there was sort of a little ski resort area down at the bottom there were shops and restaurants and a ton of people walking around yeah it was really great i loved it that's where the time. villagers live right <laughs> pretty in the much village. that's where the serfs lived and we had a nice little lunch and met up we had a nice little snack and then did some shopping and met up with our group for group lunch so that was very nice and we took a very long bus ride back um and then you get back to munich and this is your free time you have like two hours free time not much to do we do a little shopping um and then the next and then that night is our farewell dinner and we had a nice farewell dinner they took us to a, i guess what was supposed to be a um family owned a family owned beer hall restaurant and it's right on a river in munich i apologize i forget the name i forgot the name of the river but it was uh you could see where they had outdoor picnic areas and this was not they described that some of them are very corporate. This is a family-owned uh, restaurant, and there was a band. And yeah, they had like a you know a oompa band. Okay, kind I want to hear about the food. Was there lots of sauerkraut and? There was a lot, of schnitzel. The, by, lots of schnitzel. By day three, I decided I had six meals of pork, mm. and I had to stop eating pork because it was so good. Breakfasts were a lot of sausage. Um, there was beer at breakfast beer every day breakfast. because of Oktoberfest. But there was eggs and right. what I would describe as Americanized bacon. Sometimes in some of the European countries you get what they call streaky bacon, which is more... I don't care for it. It doesn't really get as crisp. Streaky bacon. It's sort of thick cut natural yeah, bacon. Yeah. There was... Um, like German, German potato salad. Mm. German what? potato salad. We were talking to Sean earlier about um, some really great uh, cucumber salads we had. I thought the food was fantastic. And the food was what I wanted it to be. Okay. The food seemed That's very authentic okay. to me everywhere we went. That's Growing up in Albany, New York, we had a restaurant nearby called Spa Bra House in Boston Spa. And we, we went there for German food a lot. And one of my favorite things was uh, sauerbraten with spätzle, which is oh, gosh, a noodle dish. But I love red cabbage. And I asked about that during our trip, and they said, well, we're going to two restaurants. Well, they'll make it for you personally. However, red cabbage, 
Stephanie was explaining is she, it reminds her of Christmas. Kind of like turkey and dressing remind us of Thanksgiving. Okay, okay. This is something they would serve at holidays, but they made it for us. So, um, again, it's a lot of pork, a lot of meat. Um, what did so, you guys think of German culture? Did you did you enjoy it? Did you feel comfortable? How was communicating with people? Was absolutely. It? I loved it. I thought that the people were great, lot, very friendly. Mm-hmm. We had a couple experiences where, where we stayed was very little English was spoken, but people were very genuine to try to talk to us. Yeah. The vast majority of places. Now, whenever we go anywhere, we try and learn please and thank you. Excuse me, how much is it? The basics to get you through. Um, very rarely, because of traveling with Disney, do I have to say I want a single or a double room. Sure. Yeah. You know? So that's all kind of, if you couldn't get the basics, please, thank you. Hello, goodbye, good and morning. In, and the more, you know, when we stayed in Heidelberg and when we stayed in Munich, it was pretty much all English. Absolutely. Right. Sure. Like if you even mm-hmm. tried to speak German, they looked at you weird. But Kind you know, of like that. Because they didn't know what you were saying. Because they were, you know, that American accent trying to talk, speak German. But um, one of the things um, I thought about was we talked about going to Paris and how people say, well, the Parisians are very rude and French people are very rude. We didn't find that. Mm-hmm. People say that about Germans, too. That Germans that have very a very abrupt. Right. Mm-hmm. Of an abrupt language and abrupt culture. Did not find that at all. Yeah. But I think it's because we travel in the Disney bubble. I mean... We went off on our own for a couple yeah. places. We went to dinner a it's couple true. places on our own. Everybody was super nice. I, I didn't... We didn't find that at all. Again... Um, Drinks, unless you're drinking beer or wine, are portioned out. Mm-hmm. It's there's even markings on the cups that say right point two liters know, or whatever. Ice is a big oh, deal. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I'd say, could I have a large diet coke? That's point four liters. Exactly. The other thing is, it was explained to us that in German culture, when you order a diet coke, it doesn't come with ice, because in Germany, putting ice in the glass makes people think that you're jipping them out of what they've paid because for. Because you pay for the volume. So, right. Yeah. So any place, every place would get us ice, but ice came in a separate class. Sure. So that you knew that you were getting the full amount. I didn't find Germany to be overly expensive. We stayed in Munich. Munich was very, very expensive. We had one meal However, on like there was a Tom Ford store. There was an Hermes store across the way. We weren't, you know, going into German department stores. These were but luxury even the, stores. Right. The place we went to eat or we had a burger was very, was expensive, but we expected that. However, everywhere else, it seemed very reasonable. It did not seem it was tremendously expensive. Um, we went to a place that was on the main shopping street, the Rodeo Drive of Munich, and it was up on like... It was like a second floor balcony, so we could look down on the people watching. And we had something called velvet cheese as an appetizer. And John kept saying, that sounds gross. What is it? Do you know what it is? It was brie and blue cheese mixed with a little wine and then served with butter and big, crusty French rolls. That sounds great. It was awesome. Every one of those ingredients is good. Right, exactly. Exactly. Cheese good. It was the (laughs) cheapest thing we ordered in all of Germany. It was 2.5 euros. So blue cheese and brie and a little bit of wine. And all sort of whipped together. I could do that. That makes me happy. I'm glad to hear that you guys liked it and that people were friendly. I I have not a bad thing to say about our trip, about our experience. I loved it. I just don't know. Maybe we didn't see enough. You know, I didn't oh, see no. anything that would c- compel me to go back. Oh, okay. Um, we had some folks on our trip who were doing other things. One of the things they were doing is they were staying later and visiting the camps. 
And we thought about that, but we decided that that might it, really pull the whole trip it down. It absolutely does, yeah. But I would, have, I would have wanted to do that, though, if I, I knew I wasn't going back. I definitely recommend it, but what it, it you have to almost make a separate trip, because what it'll do is it kind of taints everything, That's because it wrestled. sticks with you so much. I was surprised that the people in Germany, they call that, they like refer to that as the catastrophe, or the horror. Mm. And it was very interesting that it, it's almost a part of culture the only thing i can compare it to and i'm probably i'm so trying not to be insensitive i compare it to slavery in this country it's just something most people are horribly as far as a tarnish on some right. uh, country's history or people's history and i don't mean I, again i'm pleased you're not I'm, comparing it i understand i'm not but comparing it but just the stigma it's that stigma yeah. of it and i was i was really surprised at the way people <coughs> talked about it mm-hmm. um first of all most of them didn't want to talk about it and they, we, if there were people who were going on, and John and I really wrestled with it, we kind of felt like I was our responsibility to do it, but then decided not to. So yeah, I think we had a great time, a great trip. Again, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of one of the things that really makes a trip special, the people you travel with. We had such a good group. Um, everybody was great and friendly and accommodating to each other. And we got a really nice laughed ourselves silly. compliment from our guides. The last night they said, we want you to know we've never had a group where everybody in the group was on time every day. We never had to wait for anyone. Hmm. Everybody was where they were supposed to be a couple minutes early. So when we were told, now a couple of things really had time limits on them. Going to New Schwanstein, you buy a ticket that's good for a specific entry time. And you, if bless you, sorry. And if you're not at the uh, entrance, you don't get in. So they were. That was one of the days where they were kind of adamant about the fact that we have to leave now, and we have to be there then. So another cool thing we found that in Germany, Coke has decided that it would be cool to put your name, people's oh, names on. Coke bottles. And we one of the places we were going on one of the long bus rides, they said, we're going to stop at a rest area, get a soda, get something for the bus. And I found a bottle of Coke that says my name on it. I found a Kevin bottle. And it, apparently it translates to I'm having a Coke with Kevin. Hmm. So it was fun. Great trip. We had a great time. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. So Germany seemed very industrialized or very kind of rural. We sort of found both. Going through um, from Frankfurt Airport to Heidelberg, uh, we passed a bunch of very um, industrialized areas. And then after going into the other sections of Germany, it looked like you had walked out of a city into what I consider a fairy tale to look like. I can see where these fairy tales come from. The forests were incredible. To you get your money's worth? Oh, absolutely. 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 I would recommend this trip to everybody. I'm with John. I feel like I've seen this. We, everything we did was in Bavaria, I understand, except Waldeck. Waldeck was outside of the, is it a county or the area of Bavaria? What, I forget what they I don't The know. state of Bavaria? Yeah, Bavaria is a, a, a state. Okay. Yeah. Everything we did was in Bavaria. Waldeck was a little bit outside of that. So there was a lot of Germany. I mean, we never got anywhere near Berlin or other parts of Germany. Mm-hmm. So, but what they told us when we were at Neuschwanstein that the other side of the mountain that Neuschwanstein was on was Austria. Actually, when we drove, to, when we went to Neuschwanstein, we actually drove through Austria for about 10 minutes Did just you? to kind of curve around and get back to it. Yeah. Now, some of our folks went on from Munich to Salzburg mm-hmm. oh. afterwards. 
That would have been cool. They did the Do-Re-Mi tour. Yeah. Um, and it's about an hour and a half by train. So it's really easy. See, that to would balance out the That camps. tour is fantastic. <laughs> is that? The Sound of Music one, yeah. Oh, you've Except done it? the gazebo's Slime. locked, that you can't go in it. Oh, oh Apparently no. some lady An fell. old woman was pretending to be Liesl, and she jumped around on the benches and fell. <laughs> So maybe next time. Old woman meaning 50, probably. I don't. I wasn't there I would have done that. I would have been all over that. It know. wasn't her Rolf. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and that's it for our German trip. That's it for our coverage of Adventures by Disney. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys for watching and listening. And we hope you join us for another episode of the Diz Unplugged.